You are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, the wrestling world will descend on jolly old London, England this weekend as AEW goes all in at Wembley Stadium with one of the biggest events, or actually the biggest event, in the history of that company. We break down the matches and all other details from the soon-to-be historic event in pro wrestling. Because, folks, we're going all in on AEW. I know we don't do that often, but we've got to give them their due. It is a pretty big event, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening next week with WWE and AEW as well. So this week, it is going to be episode 351, a Wembley good time exclusively here on WrestleAttic Radio, Kings of the Rings podcast, and it starts right now. You know, I almost got us some help this week. Uh, yeah, we, we're like, going to I thought you were going I to, but got, uh, I guess they weren't around. Yeah, they weren't around. I tried. Nah. I tried. I, I, I'll tell you right now. I tried to bring back the American Blonde Claire, but I think she's in Alaska. Oh, that's fun. I, so I think. nice. Is it? Is that fun? Is that fun? Is that some fun, Ricky? I don't know. My, I don't know. My mom and my sister, I think, did an Alaskan cruise, and they, like, loved it. So I, I hear it's a good time. Well, but we might do WrestleMania in Minneapolis. That's the closest we're going to get to Alaska. That's fine by me. <laughs> That's really fun. I will say Alaskan salmon, freaking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Alaskan king crab, also fantastic. Allergic to shellfish, so I'll take the salmon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast episode. I'm not sorry. Episode 351 of Wembley. Good time. I'm your host, King Ricky Rose. It's myself and Willie T. Uh, unfortunately, no K. K is going night-night uh, after a long day of work and probably also a long weekend. It was K. Fabe's birthday. Uh, so happy belated birthday, K. Fabe. Uh, hope it went well. I left you a voice message since you didn't pick up your phone, but it's understandable because you can do what you want on your birthday. So again, folks, we're going all in on AEW. It's been a long time since we've done something like that. So this is going to be a really, really fun show. But before we get into all that, please like, share, subscribe, leave us five-star reviews. If you like some of our merch, including the merch that I'm wearing right now, which is just, you know, my symbol, King Ricky Rosé, you can get access to that in the links in the description below wherever you are listening to us uh, a little bit later on in the week. Or if you are watching us live right now on YouTube, uh, Twitter, because we're not calling it X, and as well as Twitch. So we <laughs> God, though, the whole there's a whole theory about why he switched to X, but we can get into that at another time. Will Tereshock, how are you, sir? Yeah, I mean, I want to hear this theory. You know, I, I used to, I got, seeing I'm a fan of Elon Musk is just a weird thing to say. It but, is very uh, weird. The more Elon Musk is in the public spotlight, the more I want that light bulb to fucking die. Uh, but yeah, thank you to all of our subscribers. I noticed the subscribers on YouTube gets taken up one by one, day after day, which is great. My talk yeah, to Tarasek feed has been put to a halt, which is not you, great. <laughs> you, you know, you know what helped actually? It's because uh, I clipped our discussion about CM Punk getting the Hogan. Yeah, and I think that helped out a lot. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Imagine what you do yeah. when you actually put work into a podcast. Imagine that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's more just the CM Punk thing. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, because it's like, oh, what does CM Punk do again? It's, it's totally believable and clickable. I can't wait to let himself go against calm CM Chunk. 
<laughs> I bet you there will be somebody at WrestleMania who will be dressed like that. DM Chunk. The, ooh, I got to clean out of my PC. It's getting all you know what I just realized, actually? We're going to run into CM Punk Kid. Are we? We de- When we go to WrestleMania, come on. We were in New Orleans and we ran into him. Dude, I don't remember who CM Punk Kid is. He was honest. the guy that had, like, the really, really long hair and he had, um... He had like the he had CM Punk's like taped up hands with the X's on them. We used to call him CM Punk guy. CM Punk guy. Uh, I need to fuck it. Wait, was it was he the guy who was always like front row in Chicago? He's always on camera. No, 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 not that guy. No, it's a guy that we'd always see. Like he was at Evolve all the time, and then he was like oh, at all the. Oh no! Yeah. I remember this doofus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah apparently, his name is Mittens. Mittens? That's his real name? That's his birth name? I don't know if it's Mittens, but like that's what people in the wrestling community call him, Mittens. Ugh. Okay. You do you. I think it's Mittens. Someone has to confirm this for me. This is definitely going to be a clip on like one of our socials. So yeah, we're looking for Mittens. Even though we'll probably run into him in some way, shape, or form. It's not an invite to be on the show, Mittens, but we are looking for you. I still like Ballot Club Guy. It's his birthday, I think, yesterday or today. All right. Happy birthday, Ballot Club Happy birthday, guy. Ballot Club Guy. I know he's still looking for tickets, and I think he has. I know he's had a girlfriend pretty long term, and she's also a wrestling fan because I did meet her in uh, in Texas. Um, and I don't know if his mom is still going with him to events. So he, did, he always did bring his mom as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so shout out to Ballot Club Guy. Great guy. That dude, that dude is like a literal like, celebrity when I was in Texas. Like he's blown up, and like honestly, proud of him. One of the one of the coolest people we've ever had on the show. Such a nice, such a nice person. Yeah, nice guy and dedicated fan. Like this dude travels. I don't know how they do Tra- it, man. I don't know how they do it. We had him on the show in accident, and I still don't understand how he does it. Because I'm like, did he go to Walmart? Yeah, he's making good money at Walmart. A typical, a typical job, right? Nothing crazy. He's yeah. like a financial analyst, right? He's not, he's not a crypto dealer, right? Like, he's just, just manager at Walmart. Yeah. What a country. Rake, what a country. Breaking, breaking <laughs> stuff. So yeah, so we're going to go all in on Wembley Stadium and all of that stuff uh, that that entails. But unfortunately, we do have some uh, unfortunate late-breaking news that occurred a couple of hours before it we went live and confirmed by multiple news outlets. Uh, on the wrestling legend that is Terry Funk, uh, some of you guys knew him as Chainsaw Charlie during the Attitude Era in a very weird moment in time in pro wrestling when a man in the mask can run around with a chainsaw. Not the dumbass Texas Chainsaw Massacre match that happened on AEW last week. Hey, We're talking hey, about- we, we, we always show them for not making money. Let's let's applaud them for making a business decision, all right? Slim, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Slim Jim Battle Royal. Listen, at least that was sponsored. <laughs> True. At a major all right, all right, event. All right, Mr. Remember that Miz got eaten by zombies on pay-per-view? Okay, but yeah, but they didn't have somebody coming out like a like trying to look like the worst Leatherface impression ever. Uh, yeah. You know, anywho, yes, Terry Chainsaw Charlie is how a lot of people discovered Terry Funk. But I'll read to you some of the clippings uh, from from ESPN. But they just put a an article out about his career, which I think is actually kind of uh, kind of poignant. So Funk was inducted to the Hall of Fame in WWE in 2009. He was 79 when he actually passed away, and he's also an inductee of the International Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, uh, which he was inducted in two years ago, which is, if you ask anybody in the wrestling business, that's kind of the bigger deal than the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, 
Yeah, he's been he's a former NWA world champion, winning it, winning the heavyweight championship in 1975, uh, won the ECW wrestling championship title in 1993. And then four years later, in 1997, he wrestled for 52 years. Okay, with this final match coming in 2017, his body of work was more than some was more than the sum of his parts. Bunk touched several different generations of wrestling and stood out. In the mall in the 1970s and early 1980s, he was known as one of the top stars of a territory era, headlining matches in places like Florida, Memphis, uh, against people like Dusty Rhodes and Jerry Lawler. He wrestled in Japan, where he rose the famous part of a heel tag team with his brother, Dory Punk Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, later in the 80s, he had WF championship matches with Hulk Hogan, tore down the house in WCW with Flair. Um, just to name a few, Funk was born in Indiana, uh, wrestled out of Amarillo, Texas, was in his fifties by the, t- uh, was in his fifties by the time and still, oh, he was still putting on memorable performances in his fifties. Okay. He's already passed wrestler prime in his fifties and he's still putting on crazy ass matches. Yeah. He had, Jer- uh, he had Jericho body in ECW. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, it is stated in this article there wasn't anything Funk couldn't do in wrestling. He excelled as a as a babyface. He excelled as a heel. Mm-hmm. Legendary interviews on the microphone. Great mm-hmm. microphone guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, dramatic matches in the ring spanning four generations. Mm-hmm. Um, there is much that you can say about uh, Funk in and of himself. Uh, one of the biggest things that you need to know is that the Mick Foley wouldn't be Mick Foley or Mankind or Dude Love or anything like that without Terry Funk. Foley has come out uh, just today saying that Terry Funk was his mentor. If it wasn't for him, he wouldn't be where he was. And that's, to me, as someone who grew up in the Attitude Era, I feel like that's all you really need to know about how good Terry Funk was. Godfather of hardcore, man. You know, he is Absolutely. he is known as the first person to really go crazy out there, right? Like ble- bleeding every single night and mm-hmm. doing the crazy spots. And I know, I know we all know him as Chainsaw Charlie, but I know him as Terry Funk in ECW. And let me tell you, he headlined the first uh, ECW pay-per-view, Barry League, on April 13th, 1997, where he defeated Raven, and it might have been a triple threat, for that ECW title. And if you need like a, a history lesson... Go and watch his promos, go and watch his programs, and go and watch the spots he took at 55 years old when he looked like he was 70 years old and you thought he was yeah. going to die by 2003. Um, it's it's unreal. You know, him and Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer also had a huge, uh, excuse me, the other way around, Funk had a huge impact on Tommy Dreamer, who's my favorite wrestler, Tommy Dreamer. Um, yeah. And, like, the hardcore legend and, you know, it's unbelievable the the career this guy had, and now he survived this long wrestling, and it's it's just absolutely unreal. And when he won that ECW title, it was like believable. It wasn't this like what the fuck is yeah. going on here. It was just like yeah, oh you know I believe this because he was so over. And it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Chainsaw Char- Charlie, they, even Jr. was just like that's that, that that's Terry Funk. <laughs> like they still recognize Chainsaw Char- Charlie, Terry Funk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, absolute he's, he's, absolute legends. Um. He's on. He's on your favorite. He's probably on your favorite wrestler's Mount Rushmore. Yeah, he's your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. Yes, exactly. For sure, for sure. So rest in peace, Terry Funk. Seventy nine years, which for a wrestler, that's freaking commendable. Wrestlers great, do not have a long too, lifespan at all. The the eighties and the early nineties, even the mid nineties, had a lot of that screaming promo. It was like MJF every week. Yeah. Funk. Yeah. Really, kind of, kind of took it like the, the Jake the Snake route a lot, where he kind of just. 
slow, methodical, and calm kind of a presence, especially as a heel. Yeah. So. Yeah, Terry Funk is the man. And, like, if you look back at the Hell in a Cell match that everybody talks about, when Mankind, when Mick Foley goes through the center of the cell and just uh, literally bounces off hardwood. Yeah, Terry Funk's first Like, in the ring. Terry Funk is the first one in the ring. He took a choke slam. <laughs> yeah. Take a game of choke slam. Yeah. And when and when, yeah. when when we say wrestling as one one royal family, Funk just goes, You're goddamn right, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so R.I.P. Terry Funk. If you really enjoy pro wrestling, you will watch a Terry Funk match and you will enjoy it. Yeah, and people call Jericho the modern day Terry Funk, because he just in the nineties he bounced around from territory to territory to territory and just kept yeah. on working. Yeah. And Jericho yeah, and would that, say that, that Funk was a huge influence on him as well. Especially for his Absolutely. Current <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it is his current run. You're a Yes, Jericho will be one of the people appearing at AEW All In in London in Wembley Stadium, which uh, has gone on record as being one of the largest uh, ticket sales ever in the history of. Uh, professional wrestling, they they well, uh, they beat all of my expectations. I think I said like fifty would be great. They've hit eighty reportedly, uh, I think, over I think, well I over eighty thousand. Surprised at sixty or seventy. I, I didn't think they'd ever hit eighty. So they hit eighty. I believe they beat the Wembley Stadium attendance from SummerSlam '92. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but who cares? Uh, for sure, <laughs> the, it is it is alleged that they beat. The WrestleMania uh, 32 Dallas attendance record, wasn't as over, well. Wasn't over 100,000. That was what we. That was what was what was told. Right, but you know, uh, the, the, the gimmick they do is WWE fans, which means like that includes staff and. That's to everybody like in the building. Yeah, everybody in the building. That's building. Yeah, the building attendance. Which so it is, it is inflated. Genius. But like, yeah. even, <laughs> even, even with the inflated numbers, AW won't. I don't think we'll have more than 100,000 people in the building. No, so uh, the, like I said, the actual wild. yeah, the actual attendance is uh, they said it's around eight. I want to say like eighty three, and that's something that AEW was lauding, and they actually lauded as this is the biggest event in the history of wrestling. Well, WWE said, "Hold on a second. Yeah, um, we sold ninety thousand <laughs> tickets. <laughs> yeah, WWE. I have to pull up this presser right now, actually. But it, folks, WWE. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's come back down to earth for a second. Yes, uh, this is for the history of WrestleMania, and I'm I'm going to read to you this press release right now. By the way, AEW is lauding about these eighty thousand tickets, uh, eighty which, some odd thousand which tickets. Which they humongous accomplishment. Which is no good, no which great. Is a, it is the which biggest is ticket the they've business, ever done. Which is good for everything. Let's not this is great on that. for wrestling. But let's have, also have some reality smacked in here. Let's let's get some perspective in here. So WrestleMania tickets went on sale officially uh, last Friday. Okay. And here's the press release from WWE, which they were very sure to talk about on SmackDown, like hours after it went on sale. So the press release says WWE today announced that WrestleMania 40 broke the company's all-time gate record in one day. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Literally hours. I, they're saying one day to be nice. It was an hours. Okay. The previous total gross record was 21.6 million set earlier this year at WrestleMania 39 at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. So they're telling you in one day, this is all for perspective. We're not trying to shoot an AEW here, but in one day, WWE broke the gate record for WrestleMania for of all time. Yeah. Which is nuts. I wonder if that's adjusted uh, for inflation. I don't know. Probably that, not. That, because also, you got to remember, ticket, they're probably including all the Ticketmaster fees as well. I'm wondering. I wonder. I, I probably, but Dude, it's they, still. They, they, they juice their attendance numbers. You don't think they juice their financials, <laughs> at least in terms of this? In terms of this, for press releases, absolutely. I wouldn't yeah, yeah. doubt that. And they talk about investors. Yeah, here's the revenue minus this, that, and the other. Yeah. Because they legally have to. But for this, a press release? Yeah, like, take these numbers. Also, take these numbers are impressive, don't get me wrong. But take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Ticketmaster is a monopoly. And tickets yeah, and but also think about um, the on-location priority passes to also play a role in that as yeah. well. yeah. As well. So the press release goes on to say WrestleMania 40 takes place at Lincoln Financial Field on Saturday and Sunday has sold more than 90,000 tickets when it went on sale last Friday. But actual numbers about like 92, by the way. Um, okay. Yeah, that's record- Robin Wembley in WrestleMania SummerSlam 92. <laughs> cool. Yeah, the record gig comes on the heels of unprecedented ticket sales for WWE in 2023. Um, Let's see. They talked about uh, SummerSlam emanating from Ford Field earlier this month, which generated a record gate of 8.5 million, the longest, the largest gate for any non-WrestleMania event, which is kind of nuts. Um, so yeah, that that is perspective, and honestly, that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, that's to be expected. You know, yeah, this is like. I understand all in this is a big deal. We're not trying to shit on that. But like it, when you have a brand as in WWE that's been around for 50 some odd years and is has the hype that it's had and is going through is on is on the biggest part of a renaissance in pro wrestling. Thanks, writer strike and actor strike, by the way. Um, this should occur. So, the, the, like I said, this this isn't the shit on AEW. AEW's doing a phenomenal thing, and I, I hope to God they knock it out of the park. I hope the show's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I really hope they do. I have concerns, but I hope to God they knock it out of the park. I, I will not but be the, watching because I will be <laughs> but yeah, fingers crossed but the, it's amazing. Yeah, but think about it, folks. The fact that we have two tentpole events for two different major pro wrestling companies that can sell well over 80,000 tickets each each easily by the way is the greatest news in in the in the modern history of pro wrestling yeah man wrestling is hot again which is good for yeah. everybody like AEW is a hot product which is good for WWE WWE is better which is good for AEW and the fans are get are more than merry or happy. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely some um, some added cushion for AEW because they're in London and they don't get wrestling that often. So, it's much Fair. less to this scale. So, they, they, get, they, get, they get that boost, which is phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, could they do this in the States? Oof. Maybe. Oof. Uh, Time will tell. Probably not 80. They could probably, honestly, they could probably easily do 60. I'll give them 60. Yeah, I'll give them 60. Like if, they, if they went to, if they did a Jacksonville Stadium, could they get 60,000? Yeah, 60, I'll give them 60. Yeah. I'll give them 60. Yeah, which a few months ago, we yeah. probably said, no the, no the fuck way. So, no, but I can give them 60. I think they could easily do 60. And honestly, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they did 80 in the States either. Yeah. 
So yeah. yeah, this this is a huge success. It's hopefully the show can deliver, which AEW shows typically <coughs> it's about 60, 40 they deliver. Yeah, they deliver. They just you have to stick the finish. That is my concern. Stick the finish, AEW, and you will be all right. Also, to for to to kind of give you some information of this, AEW All In is also in London. This means the show's gonna be happening in the States in the afternoon. This isn't a night show, okay? The pre-show or zero hour, as they're calling it, is gonna be starting at noon on Sunday. The actual event is gonna be happening at one o'clock on the East Coast of the United States. So keep that in mind when you're waking up on Sunday or having runs like this is not a night show. It's a night show for the people in London, but for us in America, it's the middle of the freaking day. And the crowd's gonna be fucking awesome too. Yeah, yeah. The European crowds are one of the crowds I've always wanted to, you know, be yeah. a part of. The wrestling's gonna be so great. Ball. It's just a matter if they can get to finishes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's some doing some interesting stuff. So let's get into it right now. Let's talk about uh, the match card for AEW All In as of, as it has been. I think there's nothing that's going to be added unless it's something that they throw together. We're going to go with top of the card, obviously. Um, Early to never. AEW World Championship, MJF versus Adam Cole. Even though they are ta- a tag team, it, it gives me very John Cena, Shawn Michaels type vibes. Interesting. That they're trying to do here. Um, Has one clear, turned on the other yet? No, not yet. Here's the thing. So they're they're also in the pre-show match for the ROH tag team titles. Excuse me. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I, I was going to reveal that later, but yeah, they're the, also the pre-show match. They're wrestling twice. Why? I don't know. Which means they're winning, right? They have to win. I, that's why I said this gives me unless this gives that, me unless that's Michael that's, Cena. Unless that's where the turn happens. But why wouldn't you do like a major turn like that on t- on TV? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, weird. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They said it said uh, Fred's who's who does watch a lot more AEW than we do said that uh, nobody has turned. MJF has been acting quote vulnerable, but there's no vulnerable bone in MJF's body. I'll tell you that right now. Oh. Um, Here's the thing. I, I and we're gonna have to go back and forth with this. I don't know if it's better, which makes which makes this match intriguing. I don't know if it's better for MJF to drop now or for Adam Cole to to take it from him on this show. Because MJF MJF's still a hot commodity. MJF still MJF is keeping that title until his contract runs out. Tony Khan is trying to keep keep give him that title. To try They're going to Roman Reigns him? To try and make him stay in the company. Mm. Which MJF can be like, dude, I don't need this. Like, what? <laughs> Take it. <laughs> right? <laughs> but like... I'd be, I'd, I would... I mean, MJF, I don't think would ever do this, but do you remember uh, when when Ric Flair was in was in bad contract disputes with WCW? Yeah, he brought the belt. He brought the world title to WWE. Yeah. Like... I don't think MGF is going to go that far. No, no. I, I think yeah. I think those days are completely over because that's just a loss yeah. that he can't get out of. Afford. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it's just, it's, just, it's just not good press on WWE's part, which is a public company. And it's just, no, you don't, you don't want to have shady business practices like that. Yeah. You're WWE, because that's going to hurt your stock price. But um, if MJF drops the title before his contract is up, it's guaranteed he's leaving the company because he has nothing else. To, there's no reason for him to stay there for. He's already, not, yeah. he's already peaked. 
in AEW. He has, he has nothing. He has nothing left to do. What is there left to do in AEW now that he has a, that he has a title? Uh, and, Not and much a, of anything. And a great reign at that, and I, I guess when it's said and done, a historic reign. So. Yeah, because it's the longest reign of an AEW champion ever. Yeah, so yeah, he's going to hold that title until his contract is up, for sure. Maybe longer if he stays. That is, it, it is I mean, when MJF's contract is up, it, he is going to be the hottest commodity in a very, very long time. Absolutely. In the pro wrestling market, and rightfully so. Yeah, 2024 um, is wild. Imagine if he beats Roman Reigns. Lord no, almighty. I, I, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't, but could you? <laughs> Like I don't know He's where be I'd be. Seth, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I'd be happy or sad if he beat Roman. Because like I'd, I'd be happy upset. to say, cause, but I'd, I'd also be happy because like, hey, Long Island World Champion. Because Fair. you know, Long Islanders stick together. But like, I would also be like, I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, I don't know about MJF being the guy to do that. Yeah. Uh, I will say what's what's an MJF's favorite here is Adam Cole. Adam Cole's a big match guy. Yeah, and good for him to be in the spot. I'm glad he's in a spot. You know, he wasn't sure if he was going to wrestle again not too long ago. He was on vacation. Like, I've always said Adam Cole was taking a vacation going to AEW to chill with his boys. Right, and again, rightfully so. Remember he had the injury? Like, and he got injured, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he won the Owen Hart and then got injured and yeah. stuff. So, um, so, yeah, Adam yeah. Cole's going to make MJF look like a million bucks. Yeah, and he was stuck. In, well, I say stuck, but he was in NXT for a long time. Never got that big stage. Never got a mania moment, so... Mm-hmm. This is his first time in front of 80,000 people. MJF as well. This actually, is his first big moment, MJF, yeah. So good for both of them, man. I'm happy for I mean, MJF's still a baby, but Adam Cole's been around the block for a long time, so he definitely deserves to spot one way or the other. Yeah. No, he he definitely does. Yeah, it's, it's Like I said, Adam Cole is is a big match guy. He said one of the most memorable promos when he when he went up against Cross and just eviscerated Cross from out of his contract the first time around, he goes, God. the only yeah, the only thing they do to make me special is ring the bell. And if you've seen an Adam Cole match live and in person, he's a hundred percent correct. That's straight facts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Fred's in the chat saying that Roderick Strong is in is in play here. Um, I don't want to see undisputed error in AEW. Like I, that chapter has closed, and I don't need. That faction calling them like the the all elite elite or whatever the undisputed elite what the fuck they called them. You can, yes, you can I remember skip, the undisputed you can elite. Yeah, skip all of that. Right, you because you, it, you know what it is because it'll be a rehash. Yeah, it'll be a rehash of WWE stuff. You need to be original. You can bring back whatever Fish and O'Reilly's uh, tag team was before. Was it Red Dragon? Red Dragon. Yeah, you can bring back Red Dragon. That's fine. That's cool with me. Roderick Strong can be Roderick Strong, and maybe him and Adam Cole can do things. But don't bring back the UAE. You don't need that. No, you don't need. You, UAE. you said UAE. UAE. Yeah, like, UAE is completely different. <laughs> Let's see, you're not the United Arab Emirates. No, um, UE, the undisputed era. Yeah, no, keep that, keep that thing separate. Um, yeah, no, I like I said, I hope they stick the landing. This has to be the. Here's the thing with AEW. AEW does a does an interesting thing where there's a lot of the undercard. And when I say undercard, I mean things that don't go on last and they did and they don't go on first. They're somewhere in the middle. A lot of the undercard tends to be more memorable than the last match on the the last match of the night. Yeah. And sometimes that can be a good thing, but this match in in all my life wrestling, this needs to be the match that people walk out of that stadium being, holy shit, that exactly. was amazing. That needs to be the one they're talking about. Yeah, 
I mean, there's a bunch of other good stuff going in here. A couple of the semi-nostalgia stuff for, like, the pro wrestling junks. But this match needs to be the one to be like, wow. I was at Wembley Stadium when MJF and Adam Cole fought for the AEW world title. And it was amazing, like, regardless of outcome. And I hope that, I hope they give him that. I hope they give him that. I don't know who wins. I'm you. You kind of convinced me on MJF. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Retaining. Uh, would I love to see Adam Cole as a world champion in a in a in a prominent company? Yes. Yeah. Um, but this may not be the time for him. I don't think Cole needs it to be honest. And also, when you think about it, MJF is an original, and I think in an event like mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. That's a in good an point. event like this, you have to oh, you have to give credence and kudos and the respect to people. Who helped you build to to build to this moment? Yeah, but TK is also a fucking idiot, so who knows? <laughs> it's also true. It's also true. So on that note, <laughs> gonna be a toss up, and let's move on uh, to the match that may not actually happen. Um, as Tony oh, Khan yeah. did go, Tony Khan went on the went on the. Uh, 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 a phone call with the press uh, this week and saying that due to current events, uh, there are some things on the all-in card that'll probably change. What he's kind of referring to is the fact that one of the AEW World Tag Team Champions uh, got arrested for an aggravated assault in Florida. That is your Florida man uh, comment for this week. So we were supposed to have FTR, the World Tag Team Champions, versus the Young Bucks. On paper, they've done this a thousand times, should be a hell of a match. This might not happen at all. Um, especially as since I think it's Cash Wheeler. I forgot what his real name ah, is. Which one's Dawson? Which one's Dad? Which one's Dad? One, one yeah. left. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's Wheeler. Um, it is. Uh, they he. I don't think he can leave the country <laughs> with the charges that he has on him, and so that That's... might. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Right, because that's technically fleeing. Yeah, that would be that would be fleeing. Yeah, um, because you need permission from what, like the Florida state of Florida, or maybe the county. I believe it'd be the state. I believe it'd be the what, either the county or the state. I don't know, and that he could get permission. According to Mister Fratz, again, this could be subject to change. He said FTR is still scheduled to happen, as his passport was not taken away. It's not a matter of his passport taken away, Mister Fratz. It's a matter of is he legally allowed to leave the country. Well, it's just like you gotta ask, like, is he a flight risk? True. Also, like, is this like we're not lawyers here, so we're talking out our ass. Yeah, we are. It's it's aggravated assault. It's not like a felony, right? It's just. It depends on what the. It depends on. That's also he had a firearm though. He beat somebody with a firearm. He didn't fire the firearm. He beat somebody with a firearm. If the firearm is not legal. Then it's a felony. That's a problem. Most yeah, likely that's a problem. it's a felony. If it's, if it's like an illegally yeah. purchased or he doesn't have his permits or, you know, whatever state law there is or federal law there is on the gun he has, mm-hmm. yeah, that could easily be a felony, which means you can't go anywhere. <laughs> you probably couldn't leave the state of Florida. <laughs> yeah. According again, to sports. Yeah, Florida, so who knows? Yeah, I said, according to Sports Illustrated, and this was as of yesterday, because I just looked it up really quick, because we do need kind of an answer to this. Uh, it is Cash Wheeler, uh, by the way. He is expected to wrestle at All In. That is still on as of yesterday. Okay, so the expectation, he is still there. Um, he was arraigned on Friday. 
Uh, it's connected to the aggravated assault with a firearm. He was charged. All right, so here it is. Well, he was charged with a third-degree felony. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, they said as of right now, it's still on. Um. So, I like I said, I don't know if they did some wheeling and dealing, you know, but we'll see what happens. So, we're going to act like FTR and the Young Bucks are still going to fight for the AW Tag Team Championship, unless otherwise noted. And you know me, I know I know the Bucks and Kenny signed long-term deals as recently. They as they should. As they should. Because if they jump ship, AEW's over. Like, if they just didn't resign, it'd be like, ooh, that's bad. That's very uh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've been very adamant about stop giving the Young Bucks the titles and stuff, and I'm still going to stay on that road. I think FDR needs to retain here. Mm, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I really think they do. I mean, listen, the Young Bucks already have a storied career. They're the reason that they that they have all of these tickets sold in the first place. And that's a good thing. And the Young Bucks are forever over. FTR is also probably forever over. But if I, if I were to have a gun to my head, theoretically, and said, who needs this win more? <laughs> At this point, it's FTR. The Young Bucks have held every title, tag and title known to man. Give FTR their credit. These are these are two of the top five best tag teams I've ever seen in my life. Mm. You know, you can't go wrong with either. But I think the fact that the Young Bucks are essentially part owners of the company, <clears throat> they don't need to have these titles. No, but they're probably going to win. Um, I'm not surprised by that either. The thing, it's, it's a dream match we've seen before, though. That's the only thing. That is also the issue. They've kind of played the song and they've dance done, already. They've done it like what? Twice? Is this a third match? Maybe? Something like that. They did dog collar. We did a lot of shit. You know, so we've seen the song and dance before. So it does kind of drop this down a little bit. Like this could be a big thing if they had never touched already, but, they ha- but they've already touched. You know, but I'm going to go with FTR all day, every day for this. Moving on. To what things just got kept up was I did check our our, our chat box and thank you, Mr. Press, for updating us. Um, I have I have my gripes to this, but Stadium Stampede is happening at All In. This is okay. weird, man. Okay, so we have we have the best friends, Orange Cassidy, Eddie Kingston, and the Lucha Bros. Eddie Kingston is I think currently the NJPW Strong Champion. So shout out to Eddie Kingston. Anytime I can see Eddie Kingston on TV, Fuck I yeah. will applaud. Yeah, I will applaud, and I'm. Of all the people on this card, outside of also AR Fox is on this card, Will. Um, outside of Fuck yeah. outside, yeah. The, besides everybody else on this card, I am very happy for Eddie Kingston as well as AR Fox for them to get this stage, uh, this moment in their careers because these guys are just great talents that have never had a stage like this before, and they deserve all of it, especially AR Fox. If you don't do AR Fox, AR Fox has trained a crap ton of people. And they're all better for um, for going through AR Fox's school. But anywho, Stadium Stampede, Best Friends, Orange Cassidy, Eddie Kingston, and the Lucha Bros are versing the Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley, uh, the guy who looks like Apron Bum, um, Wheeler Yuta, and <laughs> <laughs> Claudio Castanoli versus uh, what we were what we thought for 
uh, were going to be these mystery opponents, but the mystery opponents have been revealed uh, just a couple moments ago on AEW Dynamite as proud and powerful, a.k.a. LAX has returned and they are siding with the Blackpool Combat Club in Stadium Stampede. Now that that is all set in stone, I have to tell, I have to tell you, Will, I don't like that this match is on this card. Why not? Yeah, I don't either. Because here's the thing. Like, I get it, Stadium Stampede, but you have 80,000 people there. You know what's going to be really hard to watch? When they're in the crowd. Or yeah. they're backstage. Or they're anywhere that mm-hmm. isn't the ring. Because ideally, you can see, everyone can see ringside. Yeah. Or they can at least see the giant screen for ringside. Now it's like they have to watch it from the backstage. It's just, it's it's weird. Like, Stadium Stampede was great for the pandemic. So it, was a, it was that theatrical match. And I thought it worked, yes. worked really well. And it was entertaining as fuck. Yeah. And I understand why they want to keep it going. Because it, it is very unique, right? WWE has nothing like this. This is an actual match no. they can say is unique to WWE. So make mm-hmm. it work as best as you can. But <laughs> it's very hard to do when there's 80,000 people in, in the stadium. My everything is also... We've seen this already this year. We already got Stadium Stampede. I forgot what the pay-per-view was, but I feel like we already got it, and I don't think this is the the event to do it in. I think it should be the tent pole of something else. Mm-hmm. Like this, I'm essentially I'm like it should be like the. I think it was on Revolution when they had it. You know, like it's one of those things where like at one specific events is when you have this match like essentially like survivor series is when you have the war games match you know but you never see it any other time this is their war games for the most part this is this is their war games because we took it from uh (laughs) from uh, wcw WCW. (laughs) but like you know they have hell in a cell they have elimination chamber they got the ladder match they have the ladder match like Mm -hmm. this this really is the closest thing that you can get to an original match because, yeah. like, what else could they do, Ricky? We could brainstorm all we want, but it's just, like, that isn't fucking stupid. Like, this, this, <laughs> yeah. this actually isn't... Like, it works better in an arena. It really... An arena yeah. can work because it's smaller, it's a little more intimate, but maybe it'll work. Who knows? Maybe they'll pull it off and it'll be fucking incredible. But I I, just, you know, I, I have I have my doubts. I have my doubts about... Like, I don't doubt, like, all the people in this match. Like, there's gonna be a lot of crazy spots in this match, and that is cool. Good for them. Um, but I just don't think you... You do this at this moment in time. I, you know... I think you you have it be the... The big match for a smaller event. Like, like for instance, like, let's take the War Games, for example. Um, watch this match be pre-taped. I'd be so mad if they pre-taped Stadium Stampede. We're <laughs> all in. <laughs> but here's my thing. You don't see a War Games. The closest analogy to this is this is a War Games match. You don't see War Games at WrestleMania. You don't see War Games yeah. at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. You know. You you rarely you, see Hell in a Cell because it's also kind of distracting. It's hard to see. It's hard, it's hard to watch. Yeah. It's hard to watch. Yeah. You were well, you now rarely see Hell in a Cell now that we got rid of the pay-per-view. Um even better. So yeah. Yeah, even better. Yeah. This should be something that happens maybe once a year, not twice. This also falls to again. We saw this already. And I believe the Blackpool Combat Club was a part of it again. <laughs> you know? Um but I get it. This is the most unique match they have. They want to showcase it in front of a big crowd, but I don't think a big crowd will work in their favor for this. 
I'm also very, especially with this on the card, I'm very concerned about runtime of this event. Because Stadium Stampede can last for freaking ever. Yeah. And that's very concerning. Uh, as for who wins, honestly, I know LAX is back and they're really fun. I want Eddie Kingston to get a major win in front of the biggest crowd he's ever wrestled in. Fuck I'm not yeah, going to lie. Dude. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Eddie Kingston <laughs> for the win all the way, all day, every day. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's Eddie Kingston. Like, Team Eddie Kingston all day for this. That That's that's final. <laughs> um, let's move on to uh, the only women's match on the card. And it's a fatal four-way. Of course. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Eddie pitting Mox would be pretty dope for us. Not going to lie. That would be pretty dope. Eddie pitting Mox would be absolutely insane. I love how they're randomly randomly friends and randomly enemies, just always. And it, <laughs> it always works. It's always like, oh, they hate each other now. Got it. Yeah. So we have the the Women's World Championship featuring all former Women's World Championship ex- champions except for one. The reigning champion, Hikaru Shida, uh, will defend her title against three other women. Tony Storm, who is a former AEW Women's World Champion. Congratulations, Tony. Uh Essentially, the only women's wrestler that AEW cared about for a long time, Britt Baker, who's essentially very Charlotte Flair. You always got to put Britt Baker in the biggest matches. Uh, Britt Baker and the hometown girl who is probably going to get the pop of the night, Soraya, a.k.a. formerly known as Paige, in this match. This is... You know, this will tug at your heartstrings as we know what Paige went through, or Soraya. I'll say Soraya because Paige is her WWE name. We know what Soraya went through and what how she was forced to retire. Will and I were at the WrestleMania, uh, the, the Raw after WrestleMania, where she said, listen, I got like I can't do it anymore. I got to retire. So it is it is an achievement in and of itself to, to have her come back. It's an achievement in and of herself that she gets the opportunity in front of her home country in front of 80,000 oh, people right. at Wembley Why Stadium. Do you think of that? Yeah. That's going to be good. I think she probably wins then. Yeah, I I, I like I don't want to do hometown curse cuz I don't I feel like you know what? Honestly, dude, like if AEW wants to be different, just say fuck the hometown curse. Just fuck it. It's a stupid thing. I was going to anyway. say well, I was going to say I think Tony Khan's not that not that oh not that apt or competent of a booker that he'd probably give it to Soraya anyways. Um it's this especially, is an interesting match, first, especially for the first one. Yeah, you know, like 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 Vince didn't want to give it, or, or Triple H didn't want to give it to um, Drew for Roman because it's better if he didn't. <laughs> right? It's better for everything if he didn't. But TK, yeah. newer company, you know, well, you don't want to be predictable like WWE, but you also want to give the fans what they want. It's a good moment. Like Paige had the it's a story, the story's there. Like this, this yeah. makes sense to have that feel good moment, and it's the only women's match on the card. It's probably gonna go eight minutes. Yeah, um, <laughs> so and think about this. You have and the story, like this is a story that they that you can't even really mess up. All three, three out of four women are former AW Women's World Champions. Soraya's not. Soraya's had to scratch and claw to even get a chance to wrestle again. This is her moment outside of what should be the de facto main event of MJF versus Adam Cole, and that's the match that people should talk about first. The second match, if done correctly, should be. Where you know, I was there when MJF and Adam Cole were in the main event, but I was also there when Soraya won the women's title in her hometown. Like that should be this is the show stealer. This is like when you're in a low, this should bring them right back up. 
if I'm booking this card. This should be like right in the middle where boom, she should get essentially the Kofi treatment at WrestleMania 35. Yeah. This should be the yeah, moment. Fuck yeah, absolutely. 10 out of 10, 100%. Yeah. This should be the moment where it's like, all right, boom, we're back up again. If there's a low, but like she, Soraya winning makes the most sense. If they want to riot, they'll give it to Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's like, if they want to riot, they'll give it to Britt Baker. Um, or like, or like, uh, what's her name? Um, Oh, they'll God. be for Tony too, because Tony's little uh, has oh, did a lot of stuff here as well. Right? So she's, yeah. she was colonized by the, by pages people. Um, yeah, yeah, she was. what's, what's her name? Not Nia Jax. Um, I'm going to break bitches. Oh, uh, Nyla Rose. Rose. Man, that's, she comes in <laughs> in like fifth entrant, <laughs> just squashes and walks up with the belt. Then there would be a riot. <laughs> Fretz, where has Nyla Rose been? Has she been on T? Has she been on TV? To my knowledge, I do not believe she has. Mm. But you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I, like I said, I will say I think Soraya needs this moment, and I think this is this is fan service done correctly. You need to have them talking about something. You need to. This should be the moment that, like, in in, in every big wrestling there's always a moment where like it's like a collectively everybody feels really good, and everybody's happy. At WrestleMania 35, yeah, it was Kofi. All right, good for her. Yeah. In, at, at WrestleMania 35, it was Kofi. Kofi was the, this is everything that every WWE fan wanted. Like, it was like, Brian, Daniel Bryan couldn't leave that arena as the champion. No. Like, it would have been a bad, <laughs> yeah. Like no, it would have been, been, been sent by the door, like, the fuck you going? <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is ha- this has to be about the same level of a moment. Like, it's the other... It is so obvious who should win, but if they screw this up, it's going to be a bad, bad time. So I, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm rooting for Soraya. She had a career that was cut short, uh, in the worst way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and this could this could really help revitalize them and really I wonder, push. I wonder if she wants the title. That's always that's always a good point. Like, I feel you, like you gotta she, think, right? Because you know she's still young too. She's probably what my age, give or take, <clears throat> a little older. Give or take, yeah, 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 give or take. So let's say thirty-one max, right? That's that's the oldest she could. That's sure. Ish. Yeah, yeah. Like she still has a long way to go if she's actually healthy. But at the same time, she feels like a veteran, right? And she's taking yeah. that role of a veteran, wanting to give back. Like Edge doesn't want the WWE title. Edge doesn't need the no. WWE title. Do you think Soraya thinks the same way? Do you think Soraya's like my career was robbed for me? I kind of want some glory here. Yeah, but also this is like in, in in a disaster scenario. This is a flop. If this shows a flop, they're never coming back to Wembley. I think you got to seize the moment. I don't think it's going to be a flop, though. I think it's, no, I don't think so either. I'm just saying. From like, a, do, like, you know, it could be a flop is if the power went out, <laughs> right? And like they ever have to go home. I swear, if the power went out, I'm going to call <laughs> you. <immediately. laughs> I'll be, I'll be, uh, or I'll be in the, I'll be in the car and I'll be driving home. On Sunday afternoon, I'll be in the car driving home. So yeah, please call me. I'll laugh in traffic. Uh, yeah. So, but I think you, you got to cook when it's hot and Paige yeah. is the hometown, Soraya, sorry, Soraya is the hometown girl. You got to give it to her. Yep. And we've been like, talking about this match to. longer than the match is going to be, including entrances. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go Soraya. We are, we are rooting for you. Hell uh, yeah. Trios, yes. Trios match. Uh, uh, that we have next to the car. We have Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, 
and uh, Kota Abushi Silva, Golden Lovers, and Abushi, who's a freaking star and a half, uh, versus, uh, I'm going to mess up his name, but it's Konosuke Takashita uh, versus Jay White and Juice Robinson. Essentially, the Bullet Club that's still kind of around in Japan is the other team. So it's like it's a lot of Bullet Club versus Bullet Club alumnus, and then you have Kota Abushi and uh, uh, Konosuke Takashita as well in a trios match. Listen, Jay White is also, I believe, originally from the UK as well, so he'll get a pretty big pop. But yeah. you're going up against you're going up against Kenny freaking Omega. I mean, I like this. This this is an attraction match, right? Clearly, this is a this is very much an attraction match. This, this yes, is, this is very much an attraction match. Um, mm-hmm. Which is which is fine, right? Which is actually which is great. I would actually is, have this open for show. Which is super cool. But how long can AEW survive? Like, if attraction matches are fine, right? There has a bunch of them, but they also have stories behind them mm-hmm. so like is there a story for this or is this just here's six guys who want to watch wrestling i feel like it's more up here six guys who want to watch wrestling and jay white apparently is from new zealand my apologies he probably knows where Bashire is yeah close enough oh yeah he definitely does. he was in, he was he was, he was neighbors to hobbits yes he probably was um See, I don't, like, I mean, what attractions do sometimes have stories about life? I think this is just a, a match just a, for a match. And I think, oh, the story's Don Callis and Kenny Feuding. Okay, they're going back to that well. Um, but again, this opens. I feel this would be my perfect opener. Something fast, quick, with a lot of people who can work. This would be it. Uh, for this, like I said, I'm, I'm going to go with Team Kenny. Kenny the Cleaner and Hangman Page. Adam, Hangman Adam Page needs a win. Yeah, I agree. in the worst way. Yeah, in the worst by way. CM Punk, he definitely needs a win. Every like six months, CM Punk decides to say something about him. Every six days, bro. <laughs> yeah, Hangman. I'm surprised he resigned. To be honest with you, but hey, to each his own. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Team Kenny and Hangman and Kota Ibushi because that's that's a freaking stacked lineup right there. Uh, so let's move on to another attraction. Um, and this is, again, you're pandering to somebody who helped you start up, and I get it. Chris Jericho, Will Ospreay. No titles on the line. This is just a match. It's for the sake of having a match. Will Ospreay coming off one of the best matches that you'll ever see um, at Forbidden Door when he went up against Kenny. Uh, and Chris Jericho, who's... Essentially, Terry Funk in disguise at this moment in time. Uh, the big thing about this as well, Fozzie will be showing up, Will. Yeah, I saw Fozzie's going to be performing, which, fuck yeah, dude, that's awesome. They're going to perform yeah, Judas dude, awesome. live. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, you know what, that makes that makes, that makes makes it worth it, for sure, for the match. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I don't know how this match is going to be. Um, I'm a... See, I... I'm stuck on, will Jericho do the job, or is Jericho going to want to get this win? Nah, he does a job. Are you sure about that? Because uh, here's the thing. I think Jericho's been very Jericho's been very adamant, especially as years have gone on, about how he likes to just kind of shit on WWE for a lot of stuff. And honestly, when you think about it, in, a, in an arena or in a moment this big, Jericho doesn't really have that great of a win-loss record. I I think it's hard. I think Jericho has become more egotistical yes. since leaving WWE. He is mm-hmm. he is less willing to give back in certain ways. 
and he yeah. thinks he thinks him. He's kind of like, he kind of has a god complex a little bit about yeah. himself. Like he he likes. And he called himself a demo god. Yeah, he likes the way his shit stinks. Yeah. You know, he's what Mr. Fretz really wants to be. <laughs> but but the, at the end of the day, the Jericho's a professional, right? I don't I, 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 yes. I, say, I say that meaning like he's not like CM Punk, because um, CM Punk is also like that. But Jericho also has a level on his head, and he's a business mind as well, whereas Punk does not. Like I don't yeah, think Punk Jericho's a narcissist. He's a god complex. Some of that's a character, but some of that's also just like, yeah, I deserve it. So yeah, I think Osprey gets the win, especially after that that match with Kenny. Jericho is like fifty six. So, like, you got nothing left to prove, dude. Like, you're, free, you're, you're forever over. Yeah. He is forever over. Um, I, I, I have an inkling that Jericho might get this one, but I'm, I am rooting for Osprey because uh, I think it, Osprey is the bigger deal. Osprey is part of the future of pro wrestling, where it's an AWWE. So, you got to, you have to kind of highlight that in, in some way, shape, or form. And I think the best way you can highlight that. And a show of his magnitude is having Will Ospreay wins, um, especially because Will Ospreay is a hometown guy as well. So it could be a bit, a lot of hometown moments for them. Uh, moving on to here's another gimmick match. Uh, Will, it's a coffin match. That's fine. Gra- Grandpa Sting and Darby Allen versus Swerve and again Ar Fox. <laughs> Listen. Um, I, I know it's a little bit of hyperbole, but Tony Khan did say Sting is a part of Sting in AEW is the best thing that there's ever been. Harry's and as well. Wow. I think that's Tony Khan just trying to be a promoter. It is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Yeah, it's a stretch. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to go a big fucking no on that one because yeah, obviously it's I, Surface Sting. Yeah, <laughs> Surface Sting was crazy, uh, but. Honestly, when I was going to Indies, uh, especially doing Evolve, one of the highlights of every event was seeing AR Fox and also smelling all the weed when he would walk into an arena. <laughs> um, Fuck but, yeah. Fuck yeah. And Fretz is right. Joker Sting is goaded. Joker Sting is good. I love Joker Sting. Yeah. Uh, Swerve also from the AR Fox kind of lineage. These guys were doing amazing work on the Indies. AR Fox just never got the big contract, but he's changed. He, he, he probably can pass drugs. Us. Yeah. Uh, he trained the likes of Austin theory, former North American champion. Leon Ruff was under his wing, uh, as well. There's actually when evolve had their 10th anniversary at the ECW arena, AR Fox is in like that massive, like tag team match yeah. with Leon Ruff. I believe mm-hmm. AR Fox is a crazy talent. When NXT was partnering with Evolve and they would bring some of their talent to the Indies, I watched AR Fox and Tyler Breeze tear the house down in the front row, and it was really fun to watch. You know, AR Fox is one of those talents that, like, just ne- like Eddie Kingston, never got the big moment due to whatever reasons, but you never forget when you've seen an AR Fox match. Yeah, dude, AR Fox is famous to famous people. Yeah, pretty much. Which is That's the exact kind of fame you want. AR Fox can walk into an airport and no one's going to know who he is. AR Fox walks into the backstage of a wrestling arena everyone knows who he is. People says, oh shit, that's AR Fox. That's, yeah. that's the kind of fame you want. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if he'll get the win because, you know, it's Sting and Darby. Uh, Sting and Darby. Unless, like, Sting turns or Darby turns or Sting has a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> that would be bad. Honestly, dude, oh. that, that would make sure the show's a flop. The power goes out or Sting has a heart attack. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, that would be bad. Um, I like I said, I'm leaning. I think Sting and Darby will probably win, but I am rooting for Ar Fox for sure to get a monumental win. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you want to win? Sting and Darby and the other guys. Ar Fox. Yeah, I think Darby. Sting I and Darby's going to win. Just not. Yeah, just not going to. Yeah, but and listen, it's an accomplishment for him to get on the show. Yeah, and I'm, pr- and sure. I'm proud of him for Absolutely. that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Absolutely proud of him. Uh, <laughs> Isn't the here's the other title match on the card? I totally forgot about this. Um, it is the the real world championship. The real world that is this is what we're calling the title because we haven't renamed it because CM the CM Punk title, but they put the X over the AW championship, aka the real world championship, is CM Punk versus Samoa Joe, who is still currently the ROH. I think he's the TV champion or R- he's a TV champion of ROH. Yeah, um, what King TV? of TV, yeah. <laughs> Touche. Um, you have CM Punk versus Samojo for the quote unquote real world championship of AEW. Listen, Punk and Joe have, have a lot of chemistry. They've worked forever with each other. It's going to be a fine match, but I am not a fan of this real world championship story that they're trying to pull. I get it, but it's just like, here's the thing. It would it would be cool if like you still didn't have heat with the guys you had heat with to begin with. That's also like, a problem that, as well. The Hatcher wasn't buried, so it's like you can't really tell the full story because Punk is gonna bar them from the building. Yeah. So what's the point? If you can't do it right, or you can't do it a hundred percent, why are you doing it? Yeah. I was kind of seeing Punk, that is a fact. <laughs> chunk. chunk. Also, according to Mr. Fred's Punk couldn't even lift Joe in the GTS recently, which could just be storyline because I've seen that happen before. Yeah, also Joe's big. <laughs> Joe's also a big boy. Um, but one of the funniest people ever. Have you watched Twisted Metal yet on Peacock? I heard that Joe is the body double, but not the voice. Yeah, yeah, but Joe, from what I from what I did a little research of it, Joe still knew all the lines. Of course, because he He's professional. To, he well, yeah. he had to know the lines because the actor he had to act did, it. He had, he had to, to act, act it. it. Yeah. The other actors have to play off what he's saying. So of course he knew mm-hmm. the lines. Yeah. Yeah. So he knew he knew all the lines. So, but um, I still see it as Joe. Like I know it's a different voice actor, but I still see it as Samoa Joe doing all the things. Because especially you the way mistake, that they you can't mistake those tits, dude. You also can't with like the way that they 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 did the character and the the stuff. Like I can see Joe just saying that naturally. Yeah. As a person, Twisted Metal is a really fun show. I forget who the actor is, the voice actor. It's like big name uh, person. It's too. a big name too. I want to say it's Will Arnett. I was gonna say it's like it's got that. I think it's Will Arnett. I think it's Will Arnett. I believe it was Will Arnett. Uh, Twisted Metal is a fun show. Um, you should definitely check it out on on Peacock. Uh, it's a quick li- it's a quick little day binge because it's only one season. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think you hide this match. I really think you do. Um, because it's just like I. I don't like the CM Punk again has taken the air out of his own out of his own return again. Yep. <laughs> you know, he, he he's taken the air out of his own hype by just being himself. Uh and that that that's an issue and listen, I for CM Punk retains. I would be shocked if Samoa Joe comes out of here with a win. Yeah, for sure. 
you know, that's that's what Wait, I that's what... books. All right. He's winning. Please. <laughs> that's very true. And here's what I have. The zero hour. The first match, the pre-show match is the ROH World Tag Team Championship match. So this is going to be the free match that you'll see on all of like the streaming sites and uh, Twitter and YouTube and stuff. But they're going to show the Wembley Stadium crowd God, and get you to do that last minute. Ricky Starks and Jake Roberts' son is a tag team over there. <laughs> they, they are called Aussie Open. Um, I'm not. I don't know too much about them. I'm assuming they're from Australia. Uh, Aussie Open, yeah. Um, versus MJF and Adam Cole. So the guy who's the two guys who's supposed to be fighting each other in the main event of All In are actually going to be fighting to start off the event, the first match in Zero Hour for the tag team titles. Okay, interesting. I mean, it's interesting. There has to be an angle, or MJF and Cole win. I would feel so bad if MJF and Cole won for those guys, Aussie Open, who very was like, hey, you're going to be at one of the biggest events in the history of our of our industry. You're going to kick off a show. I know you guys are relatively young, but you're going to job out. Yeah. I guess also, you know? before we get too far gone, I got to bring out CM Punk again because Mr. Fretz brought up what song and chants England's going to do to him. They're going to sing the Kill Switch Punk theme to him. Death, death screams it all. I don't know why I'm singing it in slow motion, but I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think if this is how we're gonna do this, and this is a this is an experiment. Cause if I'm a booker, I'm probably not doing this. I'm probably not having my two guys who are going to be the main event of my biggest show ever potentially risk injury in a throwaway match to start the show. I'm like, you know what? I don't know who wins. One of you go pin each other. This <laughs> like do the fake fighting, but the pinning has to be real. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this has to lead to an angle. This has to lead to a buildup of what's going to happen in the main event. God, if Punk starts to come up with the kill switch again, I will become his biggest fan all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Kill Switch Punk was the shit. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, so uh, I said there's got to be an angle with this. Maybe they don't even. Here's here's a problem. Maybe they don't. Maybe MJF and Cole never make it to the to fight this match. Maybe they start fighting backstage. Yeah, and I mean, because well, also Dynamite, Dynamite's going on right now. Maybe something happens on. Maybe, yeah. maybe something happens on Dynamite where this match gets ixnated and someone else gets. It's possible. Or whatever. Yeah. So I, I hope there's I hope there's a swap because like I said the risk of one of these guys getting injured in a match they don't need to be in I think is too high. Yeah, I really think it's too high. Re- honestly, replace them with the Hardy Boys. Like oh, why not? No. I know. Who else are you gonna replace them with? I don't think Jeff's allowed in the country. Oh, that's a problem. Probably, yeah. And CM Punk was going to bar him from Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Um, but I, all of her, you know, either, I think Aussie Open will retain in a weird way. Yeah. Let's put it that way. 
I think yeah. they'll retain in a weird way. So, folks, that's pretty much the entire card of AEW All In as we know it. Um, again, one of the biggest events in the history of not only AEW. This is the biggest event in AEW history. This is slated to be one of the biggest events, especially by attendance-wise, in the history of professional wrestling. This All is right, a so there's, there's three ways a show can flop. Number one, <laughs> the power goes out. Number two, Sting right. has a heart attack. Number three, MJF yeah. breaks his ankle in this pre-show match. <laughs> Either way, Ricky, if I get a phone call, it's going to be one of those three. I'm very excited to see which one it is. <laughs> I'm kind of excited, too. I, I Unfortunately, I'll probably miss a fair chunk of this because, um, and we'll talk about it on the post-show, but uh, Sunday is National Cinema Day. Oh, that's what tickets are $4, right? Yeah, but I already bought my tickets. What are you going to see? <laughs> I'm going to go see Blue Beetle. I heard it's uh, awful. It's fine. I'm seeing it for free. That's fair. Because I had I had a, like a five dollar reward from AMC, so I was like, if a ticket's four dollars, five dollars. Yep, yep. That's fine. Yeah, that, that's worth it. I heard that. Nobody uh, wasted on me. That movie Strays, but like the Stray Dogs. It's like a raunchy comedy yeah. with Will Ferrell. I heard that was pretty funny. Yeah, I uh, I've seen enough Will Ferrell and Barbie. I've had my Will Ferrell fill for the that's, year. That's that's fair. He was really good in Barbie, though. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't the main actor. That's my Will Ferrell theory. He's him as a supporting character, fantastic. But anywho, back to AEW All In. Uh, we have to, what? That's a my good, Will Ferrell that's, theory. That's a good. That's a good discussion topic. <laughs> I'll shelf that one. But that's a good discussion. I'll, I'll let that one marinate. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So for instance, look at him in Zoolander. Fantastic. I fucking hate Zoolander. But look at him in Anchorman. He was the main. That's what I mean. Anchorman. Anchorman's fucking amazing. He's annoying. He's he overkills. He overkills. How, how dare you? He overkills as the main. How if he's, dare you? I was the only time he was close to main when he was like essentially a supporting the other guys. I think he's hysterical. Oh, the other guys. He's fucking amazing. What <laughs> yeah, about think, uh, kicking and screaming? He's the main. Yep. Yeah, nope. Oh, come on, man. You're, you're nope. out of your mind. Talladega Knights can't stand it. Nope. Yeah, I agree. So. I agree on that. <laughs> very hit or miss, but he's definitely. Yeah. He doesn't miss as a supporting character. That's very true. Or a cameo. As a supporting, he does not miss. Or as a cameo, he does not miss. I think that's the right amount of Will Ferrell uh, in my life. But anywho, back to AEW All In, which surprisingly will probably not include Will Ferrell, but don't be surprised if he shows up. He does the opening video. He does the opening video. I don't know why I'm here. Probably because Tony Khan paid me a lot of fucking money. (laughs) But yes. I, I, I can't say fuck. Yes. So, how do we think this show will go? Well, in our crown system, ten crowns being the best, one crown being the worst show ever. Well, it's on you since you're the only one on the show besides me. I'll give it seven and a half. Prince Andrews. Guess he's the king now, right? Seven and a half. Andrew crowns. Seven and a half. Andrews. (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't the pedophile, right? It was the other one. No, it was Andrew. Oh fuck. And I don't know. Fretz, is that a 7.75 or a 1.15? 7.75 out of 10 out of zero. So it's actually going to be zero. (laughs) (laughs) Out of empty. So it's zero. Yeah, here's here's my thing with this. This has the potential to be one of the best shows that people will talk about for years and years to come if it's done correctly. The pro- it is 7.75. Thank you, Fretz. The problem with this is that AW is, like Will said in earlier, 60-40 when they need to knock it out of the park. Yeah. 
so and so most of the time they're good, but there are times where they just they they screw up that finish really badly. Think of the exploding barbed wire death match. They go, what a they, ho- go to, they go to WCW real fast. Or think of a press conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, press conference and stuff. This has to be their WrestleMania. They've slated it as their WrestleMania. They booked it as such. This needs to be damn near the perfect show. Because this can make or break them. This is a big investment. It's a great card. It's a great card. Yeah. Uh, a lot can go right here, but also a lot can go wrong. Like Sting's if, heart. <laughs> yeah. Like if people aren't on their P's and Q's. So with that being said, and I see 7.75, which I'm very surprised it's a little bit low for us. I'm going to go eight. All right. I'm going to go you. eight. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give them like, like they, it has room to be better than what I expect. It also has a lot of room to be worse than what I expect. But I'm going to give them the benefit of a doubt, and I don't think they, they've had enough time to garner enough experience to, like, actually put on a show that can hit that can hit all the uh, hit all the marks. And the casuals, too. Mostly the marks. Mostly the marks. And also, London's going to help them out crap ton as well. Yeah, no, for sure. They're going to give them a great atmosphere to excel into. And a lot of times... They're going to give them a good courtesy makes, crown. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times what makes what makes, what makes makes events memorable is how crazy the crowd goes at different times. Yeah. And listen, it's it's going to help them out a lot. Um, but I'm going to give them eight. I, like I said, I'm rooting for them. I, I'm rooting for them. Because uh, this is big. If this, if this goes off with like minimal hitches... Wrestling is the number one entertainment thing in the world going into the fall. Hands down. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm myself to watch. Bill Maher hasn't been on since like, like months. <laughs> I don't know what I've been doing with my life. Yeah. They need this. This would be a giant momentum boost for professional wrestling going into the worst part of the year for professional wrestling when football returns. Yeah. So this is a. This is. This is big for AEW, but this is big for the industry, and I cannot emphasize that enough. This is a big moment for the industry. So if you have the power to do so, if you want to pirate it, go right ahead. But watch this, and see, and we'll just see how the cookies, you know, fall from this. So again, I'm giving it an eight. Will's giving it a seven point five. Francis pulling the Dave Ugh, and doing seven point seven five. Classic Dave. Dave. I'm surprised. Do you know if Dave's gonna be there? I haven't talked to Dave in a long time. Yeah, Probably I wouldn't not. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Dave showed up. I also wouldn't be surprised. I want. I want to see Dave in the front row. <laughs> that would be. That would be the fourth call. That'd be the fourth reason I call you. It'd be like Dave's in the front Dave's row. Dave's in the front row. <laughs> that, and now, surprisingly, the fourth reason. The fourth reason why the show would be a flop. Dave rushes <laughs> the ring. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> oh my God! It's just incredible. No wait. <laughs> Is that just incredible in the ring? It's just like, no, no, JR. No, it isn't. JR, JR. No, no, just go away. Oh, God, all right, let's get this show on the road on the post show. I have some funny stuff to tell for you about all World right. 2. Gentlemen, you have listened to King Strings Podcast, episode number 351, a Wembley good time 
this Sunday, August 27th, all in AEW Wembley Stadium, one of the biggest events in the company, the biggest event in the company's history, one of the biggest events in pro wrestling history. If you have the opportunity, please go watch it and support it. It's big for everybody involved in pro wrestling, whether you're a podcaster, a producer, uh, a wrestler, this is a big deal, and it's going to be on a giant global stage. I've been your host this week, King Ricky Rose. You can find me on Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets when I return. KOTR underscore podcast is when you can find us on social media. Uh, like, share, subscribe, five star reviews. Links to all of that are in the description below. If you listen to us, make sure you're listening to us by subscribing to Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. And follow Wrestle Addict Radio socials at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter because no one calls it X and Wrestle Addict Radio everywhere. Will Tarashock. Don't you think Elon calls it X? Like, doesn't he still call it Twitter? <laughs> it's still Twitter.com. So, like, I don't I don't know what the fuck he's on about over here, but I'm Will Tarashock. T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. I'm staring at a check right over there. I gotta go catch tomorrow. It's gonna pay for WrestleMania. Because uh, I did a podcast <laughs> the other night with a man named Walter who's all who runs a cybersecurity firm uh, out of Massachusetts. Mm. So we had a good old hour plus discussion on why CEOs. That man's going to be in business for a long time. Yeah. We talked about like, you know, AI and like how AI is going to make people ahead, but also make the hackers further ahead. He's like, you got to think of hackers as competition, like business competition. Like they're a business. Hackers are a business. So that's true. That was like a good solid theme throughout the podcast. Uh, so yeah, that's fun. That's going to be released probably on my feeds sometime end of next week. Cause I'm away this weekend. So, yeah, good stuff going on over here. Everything's coming up Millhouse for a little tower shook over here. Nice, awesome, awesome. So when we come back next week, folks, uh, we are going to talk about the fallout from All In. Then we got to flip it on its head again and talk about All Out. We also have to talk about Payback because Labor Day weekend in wrestling has AEW All Out in Chicago. We have WWE's Payback, which is being set up. And whatever other random stuff is going to happen. So it's going to be a pretty loaded show next week. I think I'm trying to work on maybe a special guest, but we'll see what happens. So until next week, folks, enjoy uh, enjoy All In if you can. Support it if you can. If not, pirate it. Just watch it. Um, and we'll talk about it all next week. So goodbye. Good night. And fuck you, Slack. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This has been a Russell Attic Radio branded podcast.